For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in. Like, you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking, I might feel some pain at some point. But with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Honestly, most of the people I know who did ayahuasca live in Prospect Park. Yeah, yeah they seem to be fine. Yeah, I, it's very strange <laughs> that this, like, you can, well, you used to have to go all the way down, down to the Southern Hemisphere in order to get the ayahuasca. Uh-huh. But now all you have to do is go to, like, fucking South Street Seaport. Yeah, go to yep. Fort Greene in Brooklyn. They yeah, got a bunch of ayahuasca. It's it's covered in it. <laughs> really strangely, I, some about there must be a link between all of the usage of ayahuasca in Prospect Park and all of the crimes inside of the private schools. Yeah, there could be. There could be. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the last podcast on the left. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry, and of course, Marcus Parks. Hi. And we are talking ayahuasca today because who better to talk ayahuasca than three people who have never tried it? I think that's great. I want to try ayahuasca, but all of the experiences, I don't want to do the first 15 minutes where you vomit and throw up all over yourself, and then maybe you defecate yourself, and then you have a great time? I don't know if I can do it. I've heard stories where it's both very cleansing, obviously. This is not a pro or anti-ayahuasca podcast. No, uh, we're not changing that way <laughs> we, I, i'm afraid of the inherent changes that can happen because i've know people that have used ayahuasca and it's changed their whole life for the better and in some people it turns you into the joker it could <laughs> anywho today we are this is just going to be a fun story it's a relaxed fit of mirder we haven't talked pure mirder in quite a while and thanks everyone for their great compliments towards our latest a Crowley series, but this is going to be a bit of a palate cleanser, perhaps. Sure. Is, is, that, is that safe to say, Marcus? <laughs> yeah, I'm only going to mention True Will once this oh. entire episode. <laughs> Thank God. We did it. All right, folks, let's listen to the Ayahuasca Murders. Our Relaxed Fit episode this week comes to us by way of our friend Ragnar out in Iceland, who sent me a fascinating piece of journalism by Matthew Brimner called Blurred Vision, the true complicated story of the Ayahuasca murders. Also, big ups to Iceland right now, which is about to explode, but apparently Ragnar is not that worried about it. He said it will just give him minor lung problems that's really all they're worried about they're just saying what? it's going to be some minor lung problems because all the f- gas and the ash and whatnot it's a what's going volcano? on in iceland <laughs> there's a volcano about to pop and i said this to marcus i thought now we could fix volcanoes no we can't fix no we have no power whatsoever against volcanoes not any more than we can fix earthquakes or tornadoes volcanoes like, are just zits on the earth so we need to get some up. kind of pop you gotta pop the volcano that's what i thought that you could pop the top like it's kind of like when you like you want to have sex but you know for a fact that you're gonna come too fast because it's been too long so you shoot one out like earlier in the day so that you can build up the stamina for the pop evening the this isn't fucking minecraft they, they're not just gonna go to the fucking with to the volcano with a bucket and put the lava somewhere mm-hmm. else no, know. two big thumbs. Yeah. You can pop it. <laughs> See, a little less than three years ago, a Canadian by the name of Sebastian Woodroff became involved in the world of ayahuasca. Except Woodroff chose to explore the benefits and profits of this psychedelic therapeutic drug in Peru, its native land. Oh. As a direct result of Woodroff's actions, Two people were dead, including Woodruff himself. And while the entire saga was not a direct result of an ayahuasca trip per se, the drug and the shamanistic practices surrounding it played a central part in the tale. Technically, it was the lack of ayahuasca. 
that made him <laughs> commit the murders. Absolutely. And I just want to clarify, this murder does not take place at Burning Man. No, 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 no it does no. not. So Burning no, Man, no. to my... Innocent. Innocent. And, and to my knowledge, not one murder has ever taken place there. Oh, my God. I feel the letters. I don't <laughs> feel the emails God. come in. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Inbox uh, is full. But before we get into Sebastian Woodroff's story, it might be helpful to talk a little bit about what ayahuasca is, what cultural role it plays in Peru, and how the Western world came to worm its way into what was once and still is a sacred spiritual experience. Oh. Ayahuasca is a traditional spiritual medicine which has been used by the indigenous people of the Amazon Basin for at least a thousand years. One thousand years! (laughs) Damn, that's a long party. Uh, You remember that guy that we worked for for a hot second that wanted us to write conspiracy theory sketches? What was his name? Alex Jones? Not him. No, he said no. He he said no to the packet. Uh, There was an author we worked at who talked about this thing called the Cosmic Serpent. So he said one thing that happened is that people, indigenous people would use the local psychotropics and then what happened is is that the the galactic knowledge that these mushrooms accrued over the years of their existence because they can think they go into our systems and then we could they could see the dna strands inside of the plants to see which ones were good which ones were bad and which one would make you trip balls are you talking about ride the snake Sorta, I think so (laughs) all right i like it that's that jim carrey sketch no it's the doors Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I always preferred the windows. All right. I hate you. I always preferred the fucking yeah. Well, these people, with the aid of a shaman, use the concoction to induce psychedelic experiences that are both healing and spiritual, with some people claiming it treated their severe depression when nothing else would help, while others claim that it revealed to them the true nature of the universe. I know people who have done ayahuasca and it's changed their lives, and they do, they swear by it, but they did it very properly, because you can see that it's not a thing to be trifled with, like, recreationally. No, no, not a thing you fuck around with. Okay. Usually, yeah, you're not supposed to like take ayahuasca and have a fun day in Prospect Park. You don't, like, mi- so you don't microdose ayahuasca. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Okay. Well, usually the trip starts about 30 minutes in with violent vomiting, Ew. sometimes paired with diarrhea. Woohoo! That's what <laughs> I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> this is called la purga or the purge. But after that, a fantastic fantastically strong trip takes hold for the next six hours peaking about a third of the way in now because an ayahuasca trip is so intense the people of peru use a shaman to guide them through making sure that the tripper doesn't fall off the deep end because the psychoactive ingredient in ayahuasca is pretty much the same as dmt i just have to say this man january 6th this year really hurt the shaman yeah, so the idea of the shaman. I see is that dumbass with, yes. the, with the fur. And, but I understand I, when we say shaman, it's, it's a real person. It's a human. Yes. They yes, actually have actually. a position within a society. A shaman's okay. an earned role. It's not just the stupid fucking hat you buy off of Amazon. You literally have to walk the walk. It's very difficult to become a shaman. And okay. if you meet someone who's a shaman whose name is like, Greg, you need to look at like so I need some proof. I'm more yeah. of a PCP shaman. So if you take PCP, I will glide you on that ride. Now, from what I can ascertain, the ayahuasca ceremony can be a beautiful experience that can give a person insights into who they are and what their place in the universe is, which sounds sort of like a shortcut to discovering that whole true will thing we just spent seven fucking hours talking about. Seven whole hours. Marcus, that's your (laughs) only time you can say it. But since ayahuasca obviously has benefits, people have found ways to exploit it. Mm -hmm. Oh. Ayahuasca tourists have been going to Peru for ayahuasca vacations since the 60s. And over the last decade, hundreds of ayahuasca retreats have opened for business, mostly under the ownership of North American and European expats. I need to see the pre-flight photo and post-flight photo. It reminds me of when we were traveling to Colorado on 420. There's all the weed tourism. I just want to see everybody all buttoned up on their way to Peru. And on the way back, it just looks like they were all... 
violently molested by fun? Is that person <laughs> wearing bronzer? Yeah, what has happened to him? Well, the retreat that makes the most money, located in Iquitos, Peru's largest jungle city, rakes in almost six million dollars a year annually. And for top tier service, they charge twenty seven hundred dollars for a week of ayahuasca trips guided by local shamans who know what the fuck they're doing. I don't think that there is any problem with them profiting off of ayahuasca and trying to bring this out to the world. That's part of why I was kind of my vaguely pro AC stance, right? Is the idea that sometimes I think it is good for society for people to see some of these secret traditions that have helped other people gain personal understanding over the years. But the problem is that I think it's good when the shamans are doing it and making money and they know what they're doing but it's hard when it's just some like guy when trippy steve's doing it <laughs> it's really you know i think it hurts the culture yeah well but then again money can corrupt yeah. and do these shaman have the best uh in mind for the people that are in their little classes there? they should well, the uh, the perspective of a lot of people that are actually that actually take this seriously and take it seriously as like a spiritual experience, they say that the way a lot of people are approaching ayahuasca is the exact same way that like the lumber industry uh, approaches the Amazon rainforest. Is that ah. it's just another resource to be exploited uh, at the expense of the larger cultural heritage of the country of the, of the people who have been living there for thousands of years. But Marcus. Every time we kill the rainforest, every foot of the rainforest we destroy, we destroy more frogs. So that must make you happy. <laughs> but no, I like you frogs. You don't want to kill the frogs. Yeah. I, li- oh, I, li- likes- I like the little Amazon frogs. I like those. It's toads that I hate. Well, there's Remember some this- toads in there, too. Remember that screaming <laughs> one that we saw in the stream? Yeah. <laughs> of course, our stream is available to all of our Patreon subscribers. Fuck yeah. Thank you. Good plug. Now, that place that I talked about, you know, that rakes in six million a year, that's one of the nice places, which I'm sure they help out a lot of people in a lot of different ways there. There is, however, a dark side to the ayahuasca tourism industry, and that's largely where we'll be spending our time today. In some towns in the jungles of Peru, people sell ayahuasca in Coke bottles at the markets. They advertise places that sell it on posters like it's fucking Amsterdam or they openly sell it in rickshaws as a way to just kind of add a bit of a kick to the night. It just, it's like the opposite of what I want to do. I, like, <laughs> I just don't need, like if I'm going out to a bar, I just want something to make me feel less anxious. Something that allows me to maybe enjoy music a little bit more. I like going out, you know, it's fun to give you a little bit of energy. But the idea of just like doing La Purga and then <laughs> with like, and then all of a sudden being like, oh man, I got to stop thinking about fucking money all the time man like, yeah. i can't do this on a thursday man thursday's a new friday i think but the rickshaw idea does sound fun <laughs> to be on a rickshaw You're i've always about- wanted to be on one i don't know if i can fit dude you've never been on a petty bike no oh my god no, no i would never uh, do that to someone buddy me and casper <laughs> kelly my fucking my boss from your pretty face is going to hell back in the day it was the first season we got into a petty cab for adult swim not saying anything about casper or myself but i was also at my my largest and he was also at we were both about the same size both of us got into a pedicab and the look on the man's face when we we like stepped into his we were both like sorry buddy and he's just like hey man don't worry leg day for me and then he just like but he went you know he just shifts it into another gear Uh and then he's like so his legs were going real fast but the thing was just kind of it was a nice relaxing ride (laughs) just two two fat American princes just in the back of a pedicab cab <laughs> now the shamans that work at the nice retreats and the shamans who are actually a part of their community they both know what they're doing when it comes to guiding a tripper through their experience and they know how to put the experience in context afterwards which is actually very important very very important because what i have heard from people have told me that they've done ayahuasca trips a lot of times you can go and be like i'm looking to get this out of my trip and then what they do is they coordinate the dose to the amount that you're looking for and then they add like a kind of like a guided meditation essentially they they talk you through it and then when you're done at the end of it they talk about what the symbolism of what you saw meant and it gives it a whole experience and you can come out of it yeah yeah you it's a it's a trip it's an actual trip well that's why you usually leave the trip the trip station you leave it and you say i'm good enough i'm smart enough and gosh darn it people like me and then your friends all say you just watched snl (laughs) 
You, watched, you took ayahuasca and watched Saturday Night Live from 1992, and oh. that's Stuart Smalley. Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought that that was the god of all the inner light. Nope. That's Stuart Smalley. Oh, wow. But since there are a fair amount of tourists who see ayahuasca as nothing more than a part of their vacation to Peru, a lark at best, <laughs> there are unfortunately a fair amount of sham shamans ready to take their money. Hey, man, 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 sham shaman. My name is, my name Rick, my name Rick and the sham shaman. Yeah, come on, come on, kids, we're going. Come on, yeah, yeah. come on, we're going to the McDonald's in Peru. They said they have a different type of burger than they do here than in Oklahoma. I'm going to new McDonald's now. I'm your sham shaman. I'm going to say here. Oh, you kids, no, I'm going to tell me, you kids eat nothing, throw up enough this morning. Oh, well, I would like to throw up a little bit. These fake shamans who sometimes rob or molest their customers during the quote unquote ceremonies, they often mix ayahuasca with other local plants to create what one shaman called a more explosive trip. And these guys have no idea how to guide it, nor do they really care. No, man, they're just like these fucking stupid Americans want to go to the moon. (laughs) All right. Let's get the elevator ready and just grab it ran- random bullshit. It doesn't yeah. seem safe. It doesn't seem safe. Well, they know exactly what to grab. To ma- like, they have very specific yes. plants to make the trip more explosive, more uh, to make it longer, to really give people a trip to the fucking moon. Okay. Uh, but it is also very dangerous. Over the last decade, 11 tourists have been killed in incidents with less than credible shamans, Ooh. including an American who was secretly buried by a shaman after he died during an ayahuasca ceremony. Honestly, thank God he was dead. I, if you guys, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Such a nightmare. <laughs> trip's over now. The trip's over. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that feeling after you've been tripping balls like all night, oh. that beautiful sort of like melancholy mixed with like sometimes exhaustion yeah. sometimes yeah. you've been crying or something you had a wonderful night like kind of like one of those trip mornings and can you imagine just like you have one of those ayahuasca and you're with you've been with your sham shaman and all night and he's been like hey i'm gonna tell you honey hey, you want some tater tots you guys want some tater tots? Oh, i do want tater tots um, but then all of a sudden like it's like you're all coming to awake in the morning like, nah, 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 nah. and you look and you see your sham shaman just fucking burying a guy in a shallow grave and just been like <laughs> he's real asleep see he's real asleep and he's just a bed on the ground See, so I mean, you guys get out of here. See, well, that's this is a horrible way to end my marriage. That was my wife. He was buried. <laughs> well, a couple of years after that blooper, a man was violently murdered during an ayahuasca ceremony at a quote alternative health center in Peru <laughs> oh. called Phoenix Ayahuasca that was run by two Australians. Huh. There, a British man named Uneus Gomez had a bad trip during a ceremony and went to the health center's kitchen, where he grabbed a knife and threatened to use it. I will make a sandwich! Whoa! <laughs> Not on ayahuasca! In response, a Canadian man, also tripping, wrestled the knife away and stabbed the British guy in the chest and stomach multiple times killing him in the middle of the trip. You, that's gotta be pretty fucking heavy. That's horrible. Because <laughs> then you're still tripping for four hours. Oh, that's yeah. gotta oh, be yeah. bad news. <sighs> what, I will, what I will say, though, is that in the video that showed the Canadian being arrested with blood all over his shirt, he managed to look both very worried and oddly calm all hmm. at the same time. It was more just like, oh man, I really got myself into a pickle here. <laughs> well, I certainly lost control there. I wish somebody had uh, put me in a bit of a calm down spot or something you yeah. know like got me some gum <laughs> absolutely might tell you something about the power of ayahuasca he yeah, seemed man. to have accepted his role in he, the in well, this did, murder it all he's made not, sense in the end in the end it all made sense and he's just like I'm, i guess i was supposed to always be arrested yeah. maybe that was the purpose of his life i i don't know the ayahuasca caused it though he wasn't gonna murder someone without the ayahuasca well, so i say we have to be a little bit uh we can't throw the book at this guy. I don't think. I don't know Was if anybody. A I don't know if it's anybody a very murders. dangerous drug. It's if you a, don't, if, if you don't have someone guiding you there, it is a highly dangerous drug. Also, why did they take it uh, ayahuasca around a bunch of knives? 
This was the, they <laughs> had a kitchen. They, they had a kitchen, and a lot of times they do have a kitchen. I actually wonder. I, I I will push back a little bit. I don't know if I've ever been tripping balls to such an extent, and I wasn't on PCP or like on a mixture of a bunch of different things where I would lose total control over you, what I do. You've only ever done mushrooms and acid, though. You've never done the more no. insane, like the You're right. more disassociative uh, You're right. types of uh, like angel trumpets. It, you remember yeah. those people used to talk about angel trumpets? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it's. This is like this can be like a full disassociative episode. So it's right. like it is very dangerous. But the guy we're going to talk about today didn't become involved in a murder during a trip. Instead, his path to murder came as a result of him trying to get involved in the ayahuasca tourism business. I, I do feel like there is way more murders inside of the tourist business. Oh, yeah. Than, like, than just the drug business. I feel like tourists, like moving tourists around. Because sometimes these guys get lost. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody falls I mean, off the truck. You, you know? know, and they're obviously in the middle of fucking Amazon. Yeah, going back and getting this guy. Oh. Well, Sebastian Woodroff was born in Ontario, Canada in 1976, and by most accounts was an affable and popular guy. But Sebastian also sounds like the male version of the manic pixie dream girl. He's the type of guy, he's always trying to get you to do amazing things like climbing a mountain barefoot or getting lost in the woods on purpose. (laughs) How about... We watch a movie, Sebastian. Um, this guy is like this. He is just, every single thing has to be this fucking intense, like experience. He didn't believe in shoes, you know. Like, and if he was wearing shoes, you know, he wore those fucking god awful toe shoes. Oh yeah. my, I hate those. And predictably, Woodroff never really had a direction in life, and he drifted between jobs in construction, tree planting, and sea urchin diving. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. That that's tree planting is good. Sea urchin yeah. diving is fun. Absolutely, but if you if you live the whole, your whole life as if you're Captain Ron without the boat, <laughs> like it is, it, it's a hard life because he had kids. You know, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, he had a, he had a kid. Yeah, he had a kid around thirty. But he's like, but I'm not like. A normal father, you know, like I don't really subscribe to the whole family structure thing, you know. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's called you're, yeah, yeah, it's like you're just barely there as a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he takes it. He took his kid out into the woods every once in a while. Sure. But for him, life was more about experiencing things and being one with nature, which is a perfectly fine way to live. Absolutely, only throw shade because nature makes me itchy. Okay, And I I love nature. I I totally get living life like this. But Woodroff had a darker side. One person who spoke on condition of anonymity said that while Sebastian was essentially a good person, he also had a temper Mm. and could be both volatile and obsessive. Specifically, the thing that Woodroff became obsessed with was cultures that were more spiritual, specifically indigenous cultures. And before he knew it, he was tethering himself to a pole with a big hook ripping through his chest while participating in a Native American Sundance ceremony. Man, he went all were, in. They were just fucking laughing at him. <laughs> when he showed up, there's been like, let's tell him we do this thing where we fucking put a hook in his chest meat. I mean, like, that's hilarious. This guy loves it. Meanwhile, he's just doing the fucking wiggle dance. Like, hanging out. They're all like, does he know that we have jeans now? <laughs> He's con- and he was constantly showing his scars to everybody. Like, I got this at a Native American Sundance ceremony. That's how fucking cool I am. All Man, right. Well, I'm sure many people at many bars were entertained when they ran into him and he was part of the tapestry. Oh, of course. I'm sure he yeah. made some people happy where if he I was, was a- hammered, I'd be like, that is a big scar. You know, he really have- was. He was a he was a character. In his yeah. neighborhood, people liked yeah. him. He had a lot of friends. He was kind of larger than life kind of guy, and he would always do things to for the story. It seems like Vancouver is fucking full of guys like this. There are some. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember one morning, me when we went there last time, me and Carolina went out to fucking have breakfast one day, and the waiter was overly friendly. One of these types of nature guys, like he tried getting us to go with him to a nude beach. Oh yeah, like, immediately. <laughs> like with that's him, just called. Like, he's just trying over to breakfast. You. Like yes. that's not even. Yeah, he's just trying to have sex with you and Carolina. There's something it's about very you, obvious. That's what he was trying to do. You attract. This is why your yoga instructor talked about your butthole. You attract certain energies where people just want to be with you, and you need. Need to let them in. Yeah, you no, need to I have don't. sex with these strangers. You need to have sex with that waiter. <laughs> no. You need to go back and have sex with that waiter tonight. 
It is sexual harassment on every level. Mm. It is unwanted sexual attention. (laughs) Lean in, buddy. I don't want to lean in. Get the net and have the net drop it off and drop them off at that waiter's house. I don't want to have sex with these men. All right, fine. You don't have to have sex with the men. (laughs) He doesn't have to. It would have helped. Would help. But (laughs) he doesn't have to. That's fine. Yeah, I don't have to have sex with a fucking waiter in Vancouver. I, Marcus, who are you trying to convince? (laughs) Yeah, Marcus, it sounds like you've been fucking fighting to have sex with this waiter all day. So strange. Well, in 2013, Sebastian Woodruff found his purpose. His family had staged an intervention with an alcoholic relative, and Woodroff began pontificating about the nature of addiction on his video blog. The problem's the video blog. Yeah. (laughs) Sebastian began to think that drinking problems and drug addictions did not come from the substance themselves, but from unresolved issues and familial trauma. So, Woodroff became an addiction counselor coming from this perspective. However, Woodroff also believed that Western ways of treating addiction were useless. Now, mm. and I can kind of see where sure. he's coming from because, you know, hell, I've been microdosing psilocybin for about nine months to positive results for the depressive side of my bipolar disorder. But I'll also say that I've never stopped taking the mood stabilizer I've been taking for 15 years. I've never mm. stopped going to therapy and I've never stopped seeing my psychiatrist because for those of us with these disorders, mental health is a complicated and fragile thing that takes a lot of fucking work if you want to keep your shit together. And there are no easy fixes like Sebastian Woodroff thought there were. I don't know if you've ever eaten a lot of empanadas <laughs> <laughs> because I think there's a lot of cultural ways to fix mm. your problems, Marcus. I agree with the empanada stance to be honest. <laughs> that's Western, That's non-Western medicine. That is non-Western, no. <laughs> See, Sebastian Woodroff's biggest problem was that he wasn't a doctor. Oh. Mm. Nor did he have any sort of degree in the fields mm. of medicine or addiction or anything even coming close to mental health treatment. He just decided that he had all the answers. I tell you what, man, I don't need shit. I got a bachelor's in being a bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you need, dude. You know what you need to do, bro? What's that, man? I'm really drinking too much. Yeah. It's really not going well for me. I'm waking up late to work. I might yeah, lose my job. Dude, Kids hey, hate me. Listen, I'll tell you what you got to do, buddy. What's that? Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Okay. Well, thank you so much. How Tie much yourself do- out. See how your frowns? It's all place like this. Upside down. Make it a C. It totally works. <laughs> Furthermore, it seems as if Sebastian Woodroff himself suffered from mental illness. At the time of his death in Peru, investigators found sleeping pills, clonopin, and a prescription for antipsychotics in his hotel room. Sure. But after doing ayahuasca once with his brother-in-law at a ceremony in Whistler, B.C., Woodroff decided that ayahuasca was the key to treating addiction, severe depression, and a whole host of other mental illnesses. They actually do now use it. Oftentimes people use ayahuasca to get sober. There is a totally. inkling. There's like a seed of yep. it in this story where you're there like, really okay. Is. Yeah, I, like it can be used to help. But you have to use it properly. I think the difference is like, oh, I, I need to fuel up my car. And the difference is like spraying gasoline all over your car or putting <laughs> gasoline right there. Yeah. <laughs> In, in, the hole. in the hole, because you want it in the hole, because if you spray it. it everywhere, it's not going to do anything. It just makes it wet. Yeah, it's just going to make it very flammable, too. So. so, in 2013, Sebastian launched a crowdfunding campaign to kickstart a career as an addiction counselor focused on plant-based medicine. And he was actually able to raise a little over $2,000 Canadian. Okay. Dang, not bad. I am actually in a time warp right now. I feel like this was really common seven, eight years ago. What the I the ayahuasca thing, like the video Absolutely. blog health yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when core was coming up, and I forget the name of. There was a bunch of different startups that were all health related. I remember that. I don't know what happened to any of them. <laughs> the next year, Woodroff made his way down to the Peruvian jungle city of Iquitos a known center of ayahuasca culture, and he began studying under an ayahuasca shaman named Guillermo Arevalo. Woodroff then spent the next three years taking trips down to Peru while also performing ayahuasca ceremonies and doing ayahuasca himself back in Vancouver. This, however, only seemed to exacerbate whatever mental problems Woodroff already had. This shit's not for everyone. Yeah. 
By 2016, he was making Facebook posts about how lonely and low he was feeling, and friends described him as increasingly more distant and erratic, with some feeling that he was struggling with his fantasy of becoming a spiritual healer versus the relentless grind of modern Western society. And that's a real struggle. Yeah. That is a real struggle. If you do want to be a shaman in Los Angeles, you better have a tight butthole because you're going to need to show it on the internet in order to make money to get through the training for being a shaman. Or you're going to have because now there's no, Ooh, you can't even I be a waiter that. right now. Only sham holes. Only sham holes. <laughs> there it is. I love it. Get rid of your only fans. I want someone's holes, but I want it to be attached to someone who's going to be a shaman. It's sham holes. That's right. I do right here. That's right. Call me Ricky the Sham Shaman. What I got to do here? Come on. Here. We got only fans here. There's only fans here. Mm-hmm. What I need to do is show me your, your hole. Okay, I can show you the hole. This is the hole right here where they actually took out my, the rest of my throat. And I'm actually only speaking through. I'm speaking through my nose and through the top of my mouth. That is long cancer caused by years of smoking, sir. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Bravo. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ashley's Memorial Day mattress sale is going on now. Save big on select adjustable mattress sets up to $1,200 on Beautyrest Black, up to $800 on Purple, and up to $500 on Tempur-Pedic. Plus, get 72-month special financing with select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Visit your local Ashley store or ashley.com for better sleep and savings. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. No minimum purchase required. See store for details. By 2017, Woodroff had been going back and forth to Peru for four years. He was because, you know, this guy, he is determined to become a healer and he's determined to heal himself in the process. Okay. Yes. But that year, Woodroff went deeper into Peru to a smaller city named Pulcapa. And this one was located on the very edge of the Amazonian jungle. From there, Woodroffe traveled down unpaved roads to a village called Victoria Gracia, which was populated by the indigenous Shipibo-Kunibo people, who took both ayahuasca and the shamans who performed the ceremonies very seriously. This is, there's something, there's a superpower that white people have, where we want to go to the center of where we don't belong. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why that is. But we just want to go belong. Not welcome. No, they don't want you there. They, you, it's not even that they don't want you there. It's just that you are, uh, you're, you're harshing the vibe, dude. It's a, yeah, it's a turd in a punch bowl. Yeah, you're showing up and you just want straight into the secret ceremonial secrets of the shaman. And they're just like, can you, why don't you buy a, a bottle of water? 
Honestly, can you help me here? <laughs> Will you come nice. to our bowling out or like do something besides just try to steal our centuries-old secrets? So you think mm-hmm. this tribe in the middle of the Amazon had a bowling alley? Got to. How else are they going to occupy themselves? Did, did, did King Ralph go there at some point in the 80s and set up all of what he thought was the most wondrous things? This is why I'm not going there. <laughs> See, Sebastian had been sent to Victoria Gracia by his former shaman, Guillermo Arevalo, who had told Woodroff to find one of his relatives. And it doesn't say, the article didn't say it, it specifically that Guillermo Arevalo sent him there to kind of brush him off and to get him out of his hair, but that's kind of what it seems like. Yeah, he sent him to like, basically, it's just straight up. It's like meeting somebody, a tourist that you don't like in New York and just like just sending them to the most remote place on the face of the planet, being like, you're going to actually going to want to go to Jamaica for this. Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) definitely. The end of the sea train is where you need to be right now, sir. You know where the best pizza in New York is? Sheep's Head Bay. You got to get down there. Wow. Yeah. Well, the relative that Sebastian had been sent down to see was an 81-year-old shaman grandmother and beloved spiritual matriarch to the Shipibo Kanibo tribe named Olivia Aravalo. Now, to to be clear, this wasn't a deep Amazonian village. While these people were certainly plugged into the old ways, they still wore Western clothes, they still all spoke Spanish as their first language, and they all owned cell phones. Okay. And, And to a point, they were also... Very patient with Sebastian Woodroff. It kind of speaks to how beautiful these people are. That he came and they they tried their best to treat this man with the toe shoes nicely. You know, like he showed up and they were like, okay, I mean, I I feel like it's a general feeling of like, this guy's going to destroy everything. But maybe if we just like, if we give him the right amount of corn... Like maybe Ooh, that could leave. work. That could work. Also, if you're wearing toe shoes right now, I know you're cozy and comfortable, and that's why we're jealous. We're, je- that's <laughs> we're what it jealous. Is. <laughs> now, according to Olivia Aravalo's granddaughter, Woodroff showed up at Olivia's house frantic, telling her that he was sick, he was crazy, and he needed help. He wanted Olivia to use her magic to reach all the way to Vancouver because he believed that she could heal his family from afar. And she unfortunately told him that she was capable of doing it. Uh-oh. Ugh, I don't honestly, know if it's going to work. No, it might not. It might not. Yeah. The insane part about all this is that Woodroff, despite spending four years going back and forth to Peru and obsessing over Peruvian culture, he still didn't speak Spanish at all. So all of this had to be translated by a local taxi driver named Herbert. If I was a local, ta- if I was a local taxi driver, I would always insinuate myself between the new American and the shamans and just be like, yes, yes, yes. I'm honestly, the translation fee is $150. Like each time, yeah. just, just kind of, you just get it. You get I'm, your money. It's a great deleted scene from the movie Stuber when, uh, when <laughs> Stu brings Dave Bautista to do a bunch of ayahuasca and I has to take care Stuber. of him. I love that. The whole country remembers Stuber. <laughs> Over the next month, Woodroff went back and forth between Polcapa and Victoria Gracia at all hours of the day and night. But he was still quite erratic and many times arrived intoxicated. And occasionally he would arrive brandishing a big club and threatening the villagers. Yeah, what? dude. Yeah, he started going buck wild. And the thing about ayahuasca is to me, in my mind, maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know, but it. It doesn't feel like an emergency drug. And so when he yeah. shows up screaming, like, I fucking need it. I need it. Like, the all of these people are just trying to live their lives. And yeah. then this man has just shown up just screaming how he needs the powers of the shaman to fix his Vancouver family. And it's been like, <laughs> man, I don't know. I don't if know this if it's going to work. Yeah. I think you need, you know what you need? Do you remember when Hulk Hogan played that nanny? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I forget the name of it. Suburban Command. No, that's no, that's the one where he's the space alien. Oh. Same action, though. Space alien and the nanny film, both wild Hulk Hogan films. Wild Hulk Hogan comes in, fixes the family just by being so big. So maybe <laughs> right. if Hulk Hogan had arrived to fix his family, like he could have been better off because Hulk Hogan, you could get for like 20K. Yeah. 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 I don't remember the name of that. Mr. Mom was with Michael Keaton, but mm-hmm. uh, I anyway. think it was Nanny Man. It could be Nanny, nanny. Man. It might be Big Nanny. The, yeah. the Steel Nanny. 
Ooh. Daddy Nanny. I'm looking it up now. That I'm looking to install this whole Daddy fucking show. Daddy Nanny might be the name of the porno that he was Hulk in. Hulk Hogan Nanny movie. <laughs> I feel like a big fucking pig. Look at that big fucking pig. It is Mr. Nanny. It is Mr. <laughs> nanny. Okay, good call, Henry. Good work, buddy. Thank you. Hey, I'm okay. glad I, I derailed the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, things got so bad in Victoria Garcia uh, with Sebastian Woodruff that the locals started calling him Pishtaco, which means boogeyman. <laughs> or even creepier, they'd call him Pelicara, which means face peeler. I just am so oh, scared why? of this guy. Face peeler is really scary. Why did it, What did he do to deserve that name? It takes I a lot. <laughs> it takes like, a fucking lot to go from being... face peeler is coming. Think about this. You used to be the new guy in town. You were just the new guy. All of a sudden, you're the boogeyman? <laughs> I mean, boogeyman seems nicer than face peeler. Yeah, face peeler scares me. Jeez. Yeah. Now, they kept telling him, go away. Never come back. After do you a while, want, do you want me to stay and, and always come back? Is that right? Go away. Never oh, come back. Always I'm, stay and always be here? I need you. I need you. And yes, you have to give it to me. And he, did, and he would say, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. And then a few days later, he's right there again. You know, And he's drunk most of the time when he shows up. Now, we don't know if Woodruff was taking ayahuasca during this period or if he was just having some sort of mental break. But everyone that journalist Matthew Brimner spoke to said that Woodruff's visits were connected to one man, Julian Aravalo. Julian Aravalo was Olivia Aravalo's son, and it's now believed that Julian and Sebastian Woodruff had entered into a business relationship to start their own ayahuasca retreat. Ooh, but okay. the deal eventually went south, as these things often do. Especially if you don't speak the language. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a barrier. Yeah. Well, at least try, because I think it would be much more appropriate if you travel to a place constantly to try to figure out the language. Get Rosetta Stone. You know? Yeah. yeah. Now, Woodroff returned to Canada in January of 2018, but he was back in Peru by March, writing on his Facebook page that he was going to the jungle to do some soul searching and that he'd return once he was healed. Was Were his wacky Facebook posts monetized? How did he have the money to constantly be going to Peru? I don't know how he did this. But this has got to be a rich kid. This I'm just going to speculate this man has. Does he have money in the fam? I don't, ju- I don't just, know about that. I can't okay. say. It sounds certain. like he just put money together and this is the only thing he spent money on okay and so he was very invested in going back and forth in peru but i tell you what if you ever see me do any side of post if you do have you ever see me do any kind of post that says going to the jungle to do some soul searching (laughs) it means i'm going to a rehab in tulum (laughs) (laughs) but really what it sounds like is that sebastian woodroff had been fucked out of a lot of money by Julian Aravalo. And he was going back down to Peru with murderous intent to do something about it. Oh, yeah. So it was more like, I'm going to the jungle to do some fucking soul searching. If you could read it, that's what he meant. Scary. Or it could have just been a misunderstanding. It could have been that, you know, Julian Arvalo took the $4,000 and there was some sort of misunderstanding because, again, Sebastian Woodruff didn't fucking speak Spanish. <laughs> so yeah. who knows? I actually know. I think I understand Dame Dinero. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there is a there, that is a an international language of where is my money? Now, according to a British expat named Simon Donald, who runs an ayahuasca center near the city of Polcapa, Woodroff showed up at his center looking for Julian, but the shamans turned him away. Simon, however, took pity and met Woodroff for coffee. Simon simply told Woodroff that he didn't know where Julian was, and in fact said that Woodroff seemed like a nice enough guy. And Woodroff, he's like, okay, you don't know where Julian is. Thank you for your help. And then he left. Yeah, it's not, it's not like I just came all the way here from Vancouver and I, you know, I'll just leave. Okay, yeah. right. that's really nice. <laughs> Seems like a nice enough guy. When Woodroff popped up again three days later, though, his attitude had changed. He showed up at a police station near the center of Polkapa and straight up asked a cop if he could buy his gun. Sure. 
well, you sure. never you never know. You, 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 you know, never know. I tell you what, you you miss all the pitches you don't take a swing at. Yeah. Using Google Google Translate, Woodroff told an officer that he was going into the jungle and needed protection from animals. That's um, great. Do you have an like AK-47 <laughs> or something? You guys, like in America, everybody's got AK-47s. You got one of those? You guys got a tank? I love it. It's like you read Ted DiBiase's Travel Abroad book. Everyone has a price. Chapter one. <laughs> Chapter two. Um, he wasn't that wrong. No, he wasn't. The cops said no at first, but when Woodrow said that he was willing to pay $900 for the cop's sidearm, he couldn't fucking resist. It's 900 bucks. <laughs> yeah, He's no. like, it's just, it's so much money. <laughs> he just and cultural differences. Go to Penn Station and ask one of the uh, air quotes officers, peace officers, how much for the gun? And see what happens. Because you might get some bullets for free, which would be nice. And so Sebastian Woodroff walked out of the police station with a nine millimeter handgun. <laughs> Fuck, they Holy. did the opposite of keeping Holy the people safe. Holy shit, dude. I mean, it's, it's just hard. They're just people, man. He just went in and ordered a gun a la carte from the police station. <laughs> What's truly baffling about this is that after an investigation, the acting magistrate said that the transaction between the cop and Sebastian Woodroff was abnormal. But not illegal. Wow. 900 bucks, man. Yeah, they're all just been like, wow, that's, that's a, a lot of money for a gun. Yeah, I would have given yeah. you the gun for 50. Yeah, and the cop faced no action for his part in what was about to happen. Sure. But before Sebastian actually used that gun, he tried one last somewhat pathetic attempt to recover his money. The day before everything kicked off, Woodroff, unarmed, showed up in the village of Victoria Gracia holding a sign written in Spanish it said that Julian Aravalo owed him $4,000. Has anyone tried to do that for the COVID stimulus yet? No, they haven't done that. <laughs> Someone should just sit outside of the White House. With the- I'll take it now. <laughs> Where's my money, please? Where's my money now? I wrote a sign, please. Mm, turns out they don't care. Mm. When that got no response from anyone, Woodroff returned to his hotel room and ruminated on what to do next. Hmm, what do I do? What just do I relax do? in Peru. No, no, I'm too busy <laughs> in Peru. I'm too busy. I'm all charged up. Do I start a smoothie stand? Nah, that's not tripping balls. Do I fucking start selling toe shoes to random other white people? Nah, I can't. This is my look. This is my yeah, shit. Yeah, you don't want to do um, God, I guess I gotta kill. Oh, no. <laughs> After seemingly deciding that there was no other recourse... Sebastian grabbed his gun, borrowed a motorbike from his neighbor, and sped through the rainforest to Julian's home in Victoria Garcia, where Julian lived with his mother, Olivia, who, remember, was the real shaman in the family. I mean, I just, of course, with the gun on the motorbike, his yeah, hair like, flowing. With a big basket in front of it as he's like swerving through the village. Just full of white man rage, which is very difficult to describe because very, of its power. It's and very scary. Strange nature. Sebastian Woodroff arrived at Julian's house at noon and climbed off the bike, yelling the name Julian over and over again. And when Julian stuck his head out the window... Woodroff fired a single shot. You but really he, gotta, if you hear someone outside of your house going, Marcus! <laughs> don't peek your head out the Marcus! window. Marcus! <laughs> like, no, no you, you stay inside. You yeah, you stay text inside. Text me. Yeah, you don't, peek, you don't peek your head out. You don't look out the window. Unless, but, of course, it's that yoga instructor of yours who hasn't forgotten about your asshole yet <laughs> and hasn't been able to think about anything else and Marcus! maybe he needs to be with you, Marcus. Well, he does work around the fucking corner, but I don't think they're doing it anymore. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's a good COVID destruction. Hell yeah, fuck that place. <laughs> but when Sebastian took the shot, he missed. Oh, and Julian quickly escaped. But his 81-year-old mother, Olivia, walked out the back door of her home to investigate the sound. Now, the villagers, they immediately knew that the gringo had flipped out. So they ran towards him. Like, this was the last straw for them. Yeah. Like, he's oh, yeah. firing a fucking gun. So they ran towards him shouting, what the fuck are you doing? The boogeyman is here on a child's bike with a cop's gun. It has reached peak white man panic <laughs> yeah, in dude. the village. Yikes. So at the sight of the encroaching mob, Sebastian turned and tried running away but found that his path was blocked by Olivia Aravalo, who was just confused about what was happening. And that's when Sebastian Woodroff 
panicked. He fired the gun twice into the ayahuasca shaman's chest, and Olivia Aravalo fell to the ground, dying. Oh. Once he saw what he'd done, Woodroff got on his bike and tried starting the engine as the villagers quickly surrounding him just processed what the fuck just happened. This woman was a beloved member of the community, but the bike was old and didn't start easily. Oh God, it's so scary. And just before the villagers were about to grab him, Sebastian kickstarted it to life and sped away as fast as he could. The road, however, wasn't paved and Woodroff hit a rut. He lost control of the bike and wiped out. And the villagers quickly caught up to the bloody Canadian sprawled out in a puddle in the middle of the road. While some wanted to take him to the police, others in the crowd opted for a different kind of justice mm-hmm. for the woman who had been a spiritual center for the village. I would have to say that I would be the latter too. They'd be like, bring him to the police. and be like, we can take care of him here. Yeah. <laughs> because I would be mad too. Oh, yeah. I'd be very mad. As about 25 villagers shouted and surrounded Sebastian, one man took it upon himself to play executioner then and there. He took a loose seatbelt from a car and wrapped it around Woodroff's neck. Now, Woodroff was able to throw it off once, but when the executioner tried it again, Woodroff was unsuccessful. Once the belt was suitably converted into a noose, it was wrapped tightly around Sebastian's neck and someone in the crowd started shouting, pull, pull, pull over and over again. They were also beating him. They were all, it was a full on, like what happened with Gaddafi, like a full on, the whole town was killing him in one move. Indeed. So the executioner and an accomplice started dragging Woodroff by the makeshift noose wrapped around his neck until finally he stopped struggling. He did lift his head one more time, but the executioner pulled the noose tight again and again and again until finally Sebastian Woodroff, the would-be shaman, died a horrible death directly after murdering the exact type of person he was aspiring to be. Wow, a a death so pure, even Ralph Nader would love it. You think about the power of a seatbelt. Think about the power of a seatbelt. Ralph Nader gave us seatbelts, or he forced them to be in cars. um, There is a video of this. uh, Of the the hanging? uh, They shot it on cell phones, and so I saw a chunk of it. It's (sighs) not like... The funnest way to spend your time. You wouldn't say no. it was the most fun. No, no, but you it's can not. A, it's not a good video. It's a ter- fucking awful. It's yeah, a it's terrifying, awful terrifying video. But as you watch it, you can really, um, you really do feel the pain of the village. I feel yeah. like that's what it is because they were all. Everyone was like wailing. It was this kind of group snap where everybody yeah. just went nuts because in the end, he did become like the boogeyman to these people like he ruined their lives for no reason like he just was kind of like i made the joke at the top about the joker but he kind of showed up and decided to just cause chaos which is not what a shaman is supposed to do shaman's supposed to be a guide through the chaos Hmm. i don't think he tried he didn't try causing chaos he i think he showed up with the he only wanted his money yeah, he wanted, he wanted fourth. Money. He, he wanted his money from Julian, uh, and then when shit got out, when he caused chaos, he panicked uh, yeah. and fucking and killed and killed a beloved member uh, of the community uh, who it, was just sort of wondering what was going on. Yeah. It seems like after she had told him that she would help him, like mm-hmm. after she promised him that she would help him and tried helping him. Sometimes you know you go to a slot machine at one of these wonderful money making casinos, and you pull it and you and you don't make the money, but you <laughs> no. know what? But you know what you have to say. Good on you. Well, if you, I'm gonna go. I'm if gonna you go come back with a gun to a Las Vegas casino to get your casino. money back, it's not yeah. good. It doesn't work. But that's what it uh. kind of seems like to me because it seems like he's spending a lot of money to go to Peru to live in Peru to try to get the four grand. If he just didn't try to get it back, he probably would have recouped the four grand already, and everything would have been fine. Yes, sunk cost. Sunk yeah. cost. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Well, after killing him, Woodroff's body was wrapped in a blue sheet and quickly buried in a two-foot grave 700 yards from the village center. The four men responsible for the lynching soon disappeared into the jungle and are likely to never be found. Oh, they're still on the loose. Yeah. Oh, yes. As, as far as ayahuasca tourism in Peru goes, the murder of both Olivia Aravalo and Sebastian Woodroff didn't make a single dent. Although I hope that maybe it might 
convince people that ayahuasca is something best left to the professionals. Let the shamans do it. Absolutely. Let them do it. We all don't need to get into the shaman business. We all are not capable of being shamans. Unfortunately, what I'd say to you, and this is actually bad advice, but if you thought about being a shaman, you should just start a podcast. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Anything else. Do something else. Or use that energy and, and, and harness it. So no one was held accountable for the murder of uh of the dude no. but I, mm-hmm. I mean you know they tried they I mean, tried they, because it, it did come out uh that the reason why they found out about the murder was because of the cell phone video uh someone oh. up someone uploaded a cell phone video to social media yes. uh it caught attention you know they they did do an investigation and they said like okay yes we know for we can tell that sebastian woodroof uh woodroff definitely killed olivia aravalo and they had they could see they, they had the identified evidence. they identified all the guys in the video but yeah. they just all dis- they just all disappeared into the jungle and like you're never we're never coming back or yeah. they, they just all they have to do really is like leave for what two years and then you know until the heat dies down because the i heat. don't think this is i don't think this is really going to be one of those things that they're going to really pursue that you know because they have the bullets you, they have the evidence they had everything yeah. to basically say he definitely murdered this woman and they had all of these witnesses so yeah you go hard. when you kill an 81 year old shaman the leader of a small village the village is gonna kill you i don't know i'm not like well they didn't let him stand trial i don't know they saw him kill like a, a, a perfect older woman she was just, just the center the just, emotional center yeah. of their town yeah, yeah, yeah she was just, she was the to the people in the town she was the connection to the old ways she was the one that you know she it was like it was like he showed up and killed culture you know, yeah. he, he showed up and he, he killed like the living embodiment of these the of the culture of these people. It'd be like coming uh, to America and shooting Weird Al in the head. Oh, my <laughs> God. Don't even say that into a microphone or not into a microphone. Don't even think that. Yeah, Weird Al. He already lost his parents to carbon monoxide. The the silent killer. Hopefully, he, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't go the same way. Yeah, he no will not go. Don't even ever. Do, Weird Al. You know what I think about Weird Al. He's the Willie Nelson of comedy. We all love him. We all love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. How I'd feel. You shoot my shaman? Yeah. I would feel the same way. I think it's apt. An apt description. Thank you. All right. Apt pupil. Well, be extremely (laughs) careful when you're taking your ayahuasca. Have a good trip. Be safe. I don't know if I ever will do it. Maybe at some point, if the situation is absolutely perfect. But I've also broken my... You know what? I said absolutely perfect. And then you said, oh, I have a guy here. And I'm like, you're Polish. (laughs) So he's not Polish. (laughs) I don't know if I want the Polish bridge to ayahuasca. It it takes a a lot of preparation. Like you're supposed to not eat sugar or uh, red meat or salt or anything like that for a week before you like there's this whole process that you have to go through. It's there's a it's a big, big deal. It's a beautiful ritual, but you do have to stick to it because you're trying to get a you're trying to get a result from it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's. I mean, it's just like any other medication. It sounds like you got to take it when prescribed. Otherwise, it's not gonna work. It's not mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. Well, oh. yeah. So this was a bit of a shorter episode, but hey, man, what I are you, what are you gonna it. do? It, it, it's a bit of a high water gene episode. But guess what? We're right back into the fucking bullshit next week. We so are don't you right fucking worry about it. it. We're gonna show. We're gonna slop some blood mm. all over your fucking legs next week. Oh yeah, it's going to be uh, an episode that has uh, quite a bit to do with uh, a location that was spoken of in uh, a recent Netflix documentary series. Yes. Ooh, Sioux Falls. The <laughs> <laughs> Sioux Falls? No. <laughs> no, it won't be the actual it won't be the murder or not murder, it won't be the death that they cover in the documentary series, but it will definitely involve the location. The location. All right. I'm very excited. And we have a lot coming up. We have new, we do have a new alien episode coming up after that. We have a lot of shit coming up in the pipe. And yeah. we all, we have already scheduled our summer shows. Not, a, yeah. not the live shows yet, but what we're going to do. And guess what? You guys are fucking coming with Marcus and I down a fucking tunnel. You, Kissel, you're right there at the front of the fucking line, buddy. Yeah, I will shove everyone else down that tunnel. It'll be scary. Yeah, they're going to be shoved down a fucking tunnel. <laughs> I'll shove them down a goddamn tunnel. Also, uh, speaking of aliens, and of course, I do the sports show kind of fun, but Baker Mayfield, the so, quarterback for the Browns, he saw a UFO, and Marcus, he's on Twitter, and other people said, ooh, we saw the UFO too. So now we have a quarterback who has a laser eye. Field general. Field general. Seeing a UFO. 
whoa, is this the biggest sighting ever? We've had yeah. pilots and astronauts see them. But, but have you had any quarterback? I just feel like they're, I mean, we've had people that watch this guys professionally who've seen them. The Navy's seen them. There's a lot of people, the professional they, observers who've seen them. You want to hear something interesting? Hmm. Yes. You know who, uh, where Baker Mayfield went to uh, college? Texas A&M. Texas Tech University. Well, where you went. Temporarily. Temporarily, at least, until he transferred out because uh, we sucked. Um, oh, that's but- great. <laughs> well, you had Mahomes? You guys had Patrick Mahomes and Baker. Damn. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And didn't do jack shit with either one of them. Great. Texas Tech basketball, men's college basketball, doing relatively well, though. I've seen a few yeah. of their games. They're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. We usually do pretty good in basketball. Get your guns up. Yeah. Okay. Well, Florida put your, State put University your- drama department is still doing very well. Really powerful. <laughs> Can't wait! What uh, can't wait to see what they do this year. It's though they're doing the man who came to dinner. Oh my God, the man who came on dinner. That is disgusting. Isn't that uh, crazy? What one word changes? The man who came to dinner or the man who came on dinner? Because one, one you want, and the other one you want to leave. Couple right. of announcements. We are going to be. It looks like we're trying to add another date to our Tennessee Cavern show because it show it sold out so fast. Which was thank fucking God. Thank dude, you. We can't wait. We can't wait to come out there. But we looks like we're. We're going to be adding the show, and we will mm-hmm. let you know exact those exact details when those come out. Um, is that official? That is official. We were I was told today to do mm-hmm. to do that to to plug it, and then um, March eighth we have someplace underneath our new show uh, about mm-hmm. missing women, hosted by Natalie Jean and Amber Nelson. March fifteenth. We've got Dune cast with Holden McNeely and I. It's ruining my life. Oh, and people are getting ready for sure. it. Sure, <laughs> sure. And then we got No Dogs in Space is coming back with mm-hmm. season one point five. Yep, season one point five. You know, we're we're getting there, but that's coming back on uh, March twenty fifth. We're hard at work on it right now. Right. It's gonna be All fucking right. sick. People are gonna love it. They will be covering the sexual exploits of the Bee Gees. You can only imagine. Um, All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for supporting all the shows here on LPN. We also got some weed coming really soon. And, of course, check out our Twitch, uh, Last Podcast Network on Twitch. We have a lot of fun on there. And, uh, anyway, all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Oh, hail game. Magustalations, everybody. Hail me. Hail me. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds funny. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.